welcome to the Tangent Podcast. I'm your host, Austin. And I am Jack Defer. Jack Defer, how you doing today? I am well. How are you? Doing doing well as well. <clears throat> Alright, I'm I've been doing a lot of house renovations the last couple days, Oof. painting and replacing mirrors and doing all that fun stuff, so How exciting. Yeah, getting ready to well both of us potentially getting ready to move, so that is yeah. true. That is true. Well, let's see. What's uh? What, let's let's get started right off with the drink because I'm thirsty, boy. Let's do it. You want to go ahead and tell the listeners what we're what we're consuming tonight? This is a new Monster Ultra flavor, and it is Ultra Strawberry Dreams. Very pink, and I gotta say, I love the artwork on it. It's like the skulls nice. with the, the strawberries coming out of them and whatnot. Yeah. It's kind of I cool. think it's quite it's quite neat. I I gotta say, whoever they get to do the artwork for their cans is it's great. It's great. All of them are just so like fun. Yeah, I like that they're all different. And oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. This and the uh, the Ultra Fiesta with like the Day of the Dead stuff. Those are the two coolest ones. But yeah, this one's yeah. nice. I I'm excited. Um, pink, definitely very pink, but. What do you think it's gonna taste like? Like I'm, I'm, I see this can and I think strawberries and cream. Yeah. Oh yeah. But... Yeah. Maybe. Um. I was. I don't know what I have in my mind is. I don't know if you've ever had those like old lady candies that are like. Oh yeah. They, the the wrappers bars. look like strawberries. Yep. Those are the best. I'm. I'm. That's what I've got in my mind. They're so freaking good. Should we read the uh, description here? Oh, please do. It says, some people swear that strawberries are aphrodisiacs. They say if you share a double strawberry with someone, then they'll catch feelings for you. All we know is the flavor of the heart-shaped fruit is perfect for our new zero, zero Sugar Ultra. Wonderfully sweet while slightly tart, this easy-drinking Ultra tastes like a dream. Passionately crafted with the monster energy blend you crave, take one sip and you'll be crazy for Ultra Strawberry Dreams. Unleash the Beast. Let's all dive right, right all in. Right. They've got me convinced already. Oh yeah. Cool. Cut on my keyboard. No. Oh no. <laughs> Smells good. Hmm. That's not what I was expecting, honestly. Not at all, but very delicious. It is quite good. It's Ooh, not as sweet as I was thinking it was going to be in my mind. No, it's a little more very mellow and very smooth. Man, I like that a lot. It's quite good. That's a top. That might be a top three monster flavor. Ooh, yeah, out of the monsters for sure. That I'm going to give it like an eight to an eight point five. I'll give it an eight point five. I'm going to go flat eight. Ooh, that's really good. Hmm. Wow, it's, Hi it's highly it's recommended. It's not too. It's not. I was expecting like bam strawberry flavor, but like it's it's not like a kick in the face. Have you had the new Dr Pepper recently? Which one? The they cream soda. Have, have no, they've released a new one like a week or two ago or something like that called uh, Strawberries and Cream. Ooh, and it's it's good, but like the strawberry flavor is like like bang. That is strawberry. And then, Punch oh, the yeah, mouth. there's a little bit of Dr. Pepper flavor in there, too. Huh. So, so I guess that's it. what I'm used to, because that's what I've been drinking, because we bought a 12-pack. I'm not a huge Dr. Pepper fan in general. Oh, you're a horrible person. It's it's fine. It's barbecue soda, basically. I... Oh, that's what root beer is. Yeah, I like root beer better, though. Uh, well, here's a good root beer is better than Dr. Pepper. There are some crappy root beers out there, but a really, really good root beer, I'd take over almost any other drink. Good, good, good. Good call. Well, cool. Yeah, All solid right. drink. Do recommend. Well, should should we dive right into our uh, our episode today? Absolutely. What are we looking at today so far? Well, I've got a fun little story. A friend of a friend of mine, um, an acquaintance, really, told us this story a while ago. And it has to do with some interesting dreams. 
So um, my friend, I'll, I'll not going to give his name out, but he used to have these dreams, uh, not super frequently, but he started having these dreams where he'd see this man and his name in the dream was Jack. So man named Jack. Ooh. And this man named Jack would come and talk to him and like teach him how to do stuff. And so like one of the first things that he ever taught my friend how to do was like do this certain skateboard trick that he'd been trying for like months and just couldn't figure it out. And Jack in the dream showed him this trick, this weird little like tip to the trick of like, oh, you should do this. And so he tried it the next morning. He's like, I landed it the first time. It was the easiest thing ever. And he said at times when he really needed help, like he said one time he was like studying for a huge math test and he just like wasn't understanding it. And he had a dream and Jack came and like tutored him in math in his dream. And then he woke up the next day and he like understood it. And another one, like he got help on a bike trick one time, like doing a BMX trick or something. And so he would have all these different needs throughout. This happened over like, probably four or five years, I think. And so he would have these needs in his life and Jack would come and like teach him how to fill those needs or how to do something very specific. And he said that when like he knows what Jack looks like, but he can't like describe him kind of like that weird thing where like you can picture him in your mind, but you just can't like really describe him from your dream, you know? Right. But he yeah. said like if he saw him on the street, he would definitely know who he was. But kind of an interesting like super interesting thing all these recurring dreams of this man named jack teaching him how to do stuff and like becoming mm. a like a mentor for him basically so i thought that was kind of cool let's see i'm i'm wondering if that's a real thing like uh, i mean a normal thing nope okay it's not i googled like <clears throat> like you know being taught in dreams and then waking up with the information and but it didn't really bring up anything just bringing up a bunch of enter your dream and we'll tell you what it means stuff i i went to look up being taught through dreams and as soon as i taught i typed the d on dreams it says being taught through dr pepper strawberries and cream <laughs> that's definitely a good teacher <laughs> that's funny no have you ever had like a recurring dream that happens that's the same every single time though I don't think so, actually. So I have this comical dream. Probably, It's now probably like once every six to 12 months that I have it. I used to have it a lot more frequently, but it's only been happening over the past like five years. And it's this dream. You know the carnival ride that spins you super fast and it like pushes oh, you against geez. the wall? Yeah. So I'm on that ride and it's like not started yet, but this man and this woman walk in with a table and a bowl of vanilla pudding. And they say, all right, we're going to stick this table with the pudding like right in the middle of the the ride here so that it stays right in the middle. It's like right in the center of all the centrifugal force so it doesn't move. Uh -huh. And apparently it's the world's best pudding. And so oh. the deal is the ride starts. And if you can somehow get to the bowl of pudding first, then you win a lifetime supply of free best pudding in the world. <laughs> Oh, and so then they start the ride and it's just an absolute freaking bloodbath of like people trying and then just getting thrown against the wall. And yeah, Jeez. no one ever get no one ever gets to the pudding. But that's my like weird recurring dream that I have. And it's the exact same every time. <laughs> Who knows what it means? I, I don't know. But hmm. yeah, dreams are weird. Very. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not much of a dreamer, I guess. I, I have some, but they don't really mean anything to me or really resonate with me or stick with me. I usually forget them within an hour kind of thing. Maybe I need a dream journal. <laughs> I, I've been getting frustrated lately because I used to have tons of dreams and I would remember every single one of them up until a couple years ago. And now I can't remember... Like I'll wake up and I'll be like, that was a cool dream. I'm definitely going to remember it. And then like five minutes later, it's gone. But I have like hundreds of dreams from my childhood that I can just like remember so well. Interesting. Yeah. You I know, used to have tons of them. You know, it reminds me actually thinking back on that uh, being taught in dreams thing that you were talking about about your buddy's buddy. 
Um, that reminded me, I saw something once. Have you ever heard of acquired savant syndrome? No. It is the strangest thing I've ever heard of. And this could be an episode all by itself. But basically, the only thing I've heard of before, it apparently happens a couple times, but like this guy got hit in the head or something. I don't remember. Had an injury, but ended up being like in a coma for a little while. A really bad head injury. Finally woke up and started going back to his normal life. And then he saw a piano in like a mall or something. Went to sit down, started playing, and he could play like, like, like a master basically. And mm. he like he said he'd never touched a piano before that. Really? Yeah, and yeah, it's apparently a real thing. It's called acquired savant syndrome. It's is uh, it is it always after like some kind of brain it's injury? The presentation, or... the presentation of often extraordinary scholarly skills that can emerge after. A non-disabled individual suffers traumatic brain injury. Interesting. That's crazy. Apparently, some it's happened to people with math. Like they're just crazy good at math all of a sudden. So it's like I don't know, knocking something in the brain like to think better. I don't. I have no idea. But it's it's kind of. That's cool. Like, what does that say about the brain? Because they always say we only use like a small portion of our brain, you know? Well, what that means is the information's already in there. Right. Yeah. And they just accidentally accessed it. I wonder how much of their like of their coma they remember. That'd be interesting to see if they remember anything of like. Maybe they were taught by somebody or, you know, like maybe they were in their hospital room and their parents were watching a piano player on the TV and they'd somehow like watched, like heard that and took in the information. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. that information has to be in there somehow. Yeah. His name, his name is Derek Amato. It's a real person. You can look it up and like oh, read about yeah. him. He's like the first Derek that comes up on Google. Wow. Maybe that's just what? cause I searched savant syndrome, but oh, probably that's crazy. At the age of 39, dove into a shallow swimming pool and hit his head, resulting in a major mm. concussion and 35% hearing loss, but subsequently became a musical savant. Dang. And he's now a composer. Like, anyway, that's, that's gotta... a, again, that could be a whole episode of its own. I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole. And... I would. Yeah, uh... I'm... I would take that trade any day. 35% of my hearing for the history <laughs> of the piano. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. That's crazy, though. Yeah, we should do an episode on that. Yeah, um, I'll look into it. Well, cool. Um, I'll go ahead and get us started for the day, if that's Please all right do. with you. So Please I do. have a fun one that, that I've heard a lot about over many different encounters or I guess dreams too, um, but the concept or legend of the grinning man, <laughs> otherwise what? known as Indrid Cold, is his name. And so, the grinning man first came into the public eye in 1966. So October 16th, to be precise. Which happy anniversary to my wife. It's a good day. Um. Oh. So October 16th, 1966, there were two boys. There was Martin Mouse Munov, I think is how you say it. Munov or Munyov or something. And James Yankitis that both lived in New Jersey, in uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey, is where this happened. So one night, late at night, they're walking down a street and they see this figure standing near this fence that they're walking up to. And as they get closer, they can see that he's really tall, like seven feet tall or potentially even more, and that he's completely bald and he's wearing what appears to be, uh, it's a suit, but it appears to be like metallic, almost made out of like foil is what they said, but it was a green color. So like a metallic green and he was staring at him and they said he looked like a normal person other than his suit and his smile. So they said he had a huge massive massive grin on his face and this is where the term grinning man comes from so the thing that they said that was kind of creepy was that his uh his mouth smiles but his eyes do not so it was this huge like cartoonish 
impossibly big grin. Like if you look at the guy behind me, kind of like that. Um, and so the, the man chases them until they get away from him or yeah, they, they run away and get away from him. But that same night, there were also some UFO sightings that were reported around the same area. And so, um, right around the same day, it was like just a few days or a couple weeks later, there was another sighting and this was in Parkersburg, West Virginia, which oddly enough is right around the same area and the same time as Mothman. So that mm-hmm. happened in Point, Point Pleasant, West Virginia in the mid sixties as well. It might've been even the same year, but um, a man named Woodrow Derenberger was driving home on I-77 one night and he heard this crash. And so he, he stops in the middle of the road and there's this vehicle. He can't identify it, but this vehicle comes down and lands in front of his truck. And he said that it looked like, if you know what those old time kerosene lamps look like, where they have like the fire burning in them and then they have kind of the glass like bottle looking yeah, shroud yeah, yeah. around them. So he yeah, said the vehicle looked like that shroud or chimney that you'd see on one of those lamps. That's how it was shaped. And so it kind of like came down and flared at both ends and then like moved up into this large middle section and then kind of got smaller at the top. <laughs> and so then he said this, this vehicle comes and lands in front of him. So he stopped and then this man gets out and again, he describes the same like impossibly large grin on this man's face. <laughs> and so this man's walking to him. He said the man had a really dark tan, like he'd been out in the sun for a while. Not necessarily like sunburnt, but he had a nice tan. Maybe he's like a surfer dude or something. (laughs) And so he comes up to his vehicle and he said that his mouth was smiling and he was talking to him somehow, but his mouth wasn't moving at all. He said he, it was him like speaking with him telepathically, like basically. And so he said that this man man comes up to his car, to his window. He's grinning at him, says his name is Indrid Cold, and that he said he meant them no harm. And so he's like weirded out, you know, this man is standing next to his car. And uh, so he – this is a direct quote from an interview with Derenberger, the man in the truck. So he said – um, he asked me to roll down the window on my right hand side of my truck and I'd done what he asked. And this man stood there and he first asked me what I was called. And I know he meant my name and I told him my name and he asked me, he said, why are you frightened? He said, don't be frightened. We wish you no harm. He said, mm-hmm. we mean you no harm. We wish you only happiness. And I told him my name. And when I told him my name, he said he was called cold. And so this man injured cold comes to his window and then after that like i don't know exactly what happened after that i don't know if injured cold just kind of disappeared or if they talked for a while um but he goes to the police so this man goes to report to the police right after this happened and so the police kind of go out and look for him and um look for the signs of this craft you know but they can't really they can't really find anything <laughs> Um, so he did say that, um, cold injured cold told him he would visit him again. And then he saw him take off in the craft. So, um, again, point pleasant where Mothman occurred around the same time is pretty much right next to where this happened. And so, uh, Derenberger and then a lot of people from point pleasant as well have all came out and claimed to have encounters with injured cold. And so it became this thing, like within a couple days of injured cold going to the police and this report being leaked out to media and the public, everyone like was all abuzz with this news, you know, and they're all kind of freaked out and excited about it and injured cold or sorry, uh, Derenberger, the guy, the normal guy from the truck, he, um, kept reporting that he was seeing injured cold. And so injured cold was periodically coming back and visiting him. Eventually his family also said like, yeah, we've seen him too. And so the public would always like pass by Derenberger's house to like try and see if they could see injured cold. They would like follow him, follow Derenberger around town and like, see if they could see him, you know? And a lot of people claim that they did, but also around this time, some police officers that were in the area, um, they were out at an airport and they 
were kind of by an Air Force base there. And they said that around the right around the same time that Darren Berger was talking with Injured Cold for the first time, they saw like a car size white light like shoot over their heads and go over the mountains. And then other cops from over the mountain also saw this white light and they said that when it passed over their heads, it like basically blinded them. It was super bright. <laughs> so right around the same time that he's talking to this guy, he flies away. Two sets of police officers claim that they see the same white light. <laughs> So um, a lot of other people over the years have also claimed to see what's known as the grinning man or injured cold. Um, <clears throat> he often appears during sleep paralysis encounters. So a lot of people will say that they see like a shadow demon. A lot of people will say that they see a grinning man often also reported to have a hat. So the hat man is another really common, uh, like description of the grinning man is that he has this certain hat that he's wearing a green metallic suit. And I don't think he's ever really attacked anybody or anything like that, but he's really creepy. <clears throat> and also what's weird is that it occurred right around the same time as the Mothman thing. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, sorry. One other thing about the Derenberger account is that some of the police officers that saw the, the white light shoot overhead were by this explosives factory and if you recall, Ooh. the Mothman encounter also took place to an explosives factory. I don't know if it was the same one, but it was in the same area. So this explosives facility. So some people believe that the Grinning Man may be somehow tied into the Mothman legend, whether they're one and the same, whether they're working together or similar entities, something like that. <clears throat> also, there is a lot of UFO sightings and encounters right around a lot of the reported Grinning Man encounters. And so a lot of people think that maybe he's an alien of some kind. And then a lot of other people think that maybe he's one of the men in black. So Yeah, I've heard that one. Some of the descriptions of him where he's bald has like a weird kind of face. Like a lot of the men in black are described as having like weird skin on their faces. Like they just don't look quite human. And that's kind of how the Grinning Man is. He, he has some inhuman features to him. Um... <clears throat> And so there's a lot of theories, right, of like how how he came about or what he is exactly. Um, but a lot of people also, he's one of the entities that a lot of people will see while they're doing like DMT or other hallucinogenic drugs is they'll see oh, the Grinning Man or the Hat that's Man. That's horrifying. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, there there is this kind of creepy connotation to him, right, because he has this really big grin, like inhuman grin. Sometimes he'll chase people or like kind of antagonize them a little bit or try to talk to them, which I can't even imagine if some crazy man just like came up to my car and was like, Hey, what's your name? I'm injured cold. And I have this massive, huge grin that takes up my entire face. How yeah. are you doing? Like, I can't even imagine like that. And talking to you telepathically. Out. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Oh, I would, I would drive away. Here's the thing. I don't know how yeah. the didn't just like hit the gas and peel out. Hey, of there. roll down your window. At that point, I'd be like, um, no, no, thank you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> there were no, a lot I of may, There yeah. are a few other accounts I've actually heard of about uh, Mr. Mr. Cold himself. Well, take um, it away. I, we may not have time for the second um, topic after all. Maybe. We'll see. We can, but, we can save that. Uh, there are uh, I heard two other um, encounters of Mr. Grinning Man himself. And one was a small kid. Uh, let's see, what was his name? I think it was a little boy or a little girl. I can't remember. Uh, the little girl, Linda Lily, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, now, for... Weeks beforehand, this family has, had been reporting poltergeist activity in their home and seeing things such as diamond-shaped lights. And they would say things had been moved in their home. They'd see weird lights, orbs, you know, that kind of stuff. And they could never figure it out. There was, like, nothing bad happening, like, you know, demons or people getting hurt or that kind of stuff. But always just weird things happening. Then one night, <clears throat> um, Linda, the little girl, 
comes into her parents' room while they're sleeping and wakes them up and says that she saw somebody in her room. And she said, it was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was grinning at me. He walked around the bed and stood right over me. I screamed and hid under the covers, and when I looked again, he was gone. And then ever since that night, they never had another poltergeist-like activity again. Hmm. So, I don't know. It seems interesting that I don't know, he doesn't seem to want to harm. Um, because, uh, I mean, he did say, I mean, no harm. And he didn't hurt the little girl. And when he was talking to... What's his face? Uh, oh, Darren Berger. Yeah, Darren Berger. Sorry, I couldn't remember that ridiculous last name. <laughs> um, he did say uh, he that the man asked him that he just wanted to know more about the human race. So perhaps it was a scout mission of sorts to just learn or whatever. I don't know. Interesting. And then the other encounter that I had heard was a woman, well, it was a, as a couple, and they were going to bed, and this woman had a, uh, maybe, I don't know what to call it OCD, but a routine of closing all the blinds at night. And she made sure she closed all the blinds like she does every single night. But then she woke up in the middle of the night and in a sleep paralysis state. And this was the 60s, I believe. So she, like, the, the sleep paralysis was not a well-known thing. So she kind of started freaking out. And then she looked over and realized that the blinds were open or the curtains or whatever they were. And... That scared her more than anything because she knew that she would had to close them and that she does every single night. And then after a minute, she realized that there was a man on the other side of the window looking in at her and grinning with a huge grin. And that at one point, she actually started levitating and being kind of sucked tractor beam towards the grinning man. Ooh. At that point, she says she passed out and then woke up in her bed as if nothing had happened. Now, she went, okay, that was just a horrible dream. Her husband was still asleep. She turned over, and the blinds were open. So that was her thing going, okay, that wasn't a dream. Because I know I closed those blinds or curtains or whatever, and they're open now. Interesting. So, not sure what that was about. The little levitating thing was a little weird, but yeah, that is that is strange. But ugh. so the, it does like mimic an alien, though, right? Like that mirrors kind of like an alien abducting somebody, which is probably the most common theory. Of what he is is an alien. So. Yeah, that, that would make sense, I guess, that he may have the power to do that. I guess. And then there was something else I wanted to bring up that I was wondering about. And I totally forgot what it was. Oh, right here. After the encounter, Darren Berger stated that Cold revealed he was from the planet Lanulos in the galaxy yes. of Gene Gene Medes? I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that. That's interesting. Yeah, I remember I remember hearing that like on another podcast or something. Um but I I don't know much about like his planet or anything. But like you said, he said he was here to study the human race and I can't imagine myself just going if if I were going to go on a scouting mission to another planet, just like dropping in the middle of a street and then walking up to some guy and be like, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> I'm Austin. 
Like, I want to know more about you. How, like, what's up? Wouldn't and then fly away. More, like, inconspicuous about it? I guess. I don't know. Maybe they'd come from a very peaceful utopia where everyone's smiling and happy. So there's no need <laughs> for fear or whatever. So they don't know what that is. Maybe. Well, no, he does know what it is. He said, why are you afraid? Here's here's a thought that I had, though, is um, so he's seen similar around similar times to the Mothman in a very similar place, almost the same place and same time seen around right. an explosives plant. Um, <clears throat> As was Mothman, Mothman around that same explosives plant. Yep. And um, also, like, I remember when we talked about Mothman, one of the big things was like, is he evil or was he actually like there to save people? Because one of the things he did was that that bridge oh, collapse, right. he he uh, was seen at the bridge collapse. He was supposedly seen at 9-11. So a lot of people think that he's evil and is causing all this bad stuff. But then other people were like, no, he's some benevolent creature that's there to like save people. You remember the, um, the mine, the mine collapsing we talked about in the Mothman episode? Yeah. I think like he, he appeared and then the the mine collapsed like right after everyone left and got out. Right. But so, they came out because he was sighted though, right? Like they I think so. I'm not a hundred percent because it's been a while. Mothman mine. Let's see. Lucky hole mine. Is that it? Um, so September 10th, 1978, a group of miners in Germany see a creature that fits the Mothman criteria, um, piercing red eyes. Let's see. They said the creature let out a howl that sent those in the mine running out in terror. Oh, An that's hour later, right. The miners reported to see a huge plume of dust, feeling a rumble, and then the mine collapsed. That's right. So it did save the lives of tons of people. Um, but they were freaked out by it. And so that's the question to me with the Grinning Man is he's not as directly associated with like catastrophic events as the Mothman. But is he evil? Is he good? Like no one really knows, right? And that's what I'm curious about is like what else is he here to do? Because it seems like there's a strong tie to the Mothman. Place, time, exact location. Like who knows? But that's what's interesting uh, to me is like, is he evil? Is he good? No one, no one knows, but everyone's scared of him. I'm wondering if maybe it's just some guy who, I don't know, just doing whatever he wants. You know, if he knows people are in trouble, he's like, hey, I actually could do something about that. And maybe he's just like, hey, I feel like flying over uh, the city tonight and just kind of, you know, freaking people out. He's just being, he's just shenaniganing. Shenaniganing, shenaniganizing, shenaniganizing. Yep. Shenaniganizing. Shenanigating. Yep. Also, another thing about the Grinning Man is that many UFO abductees claim to have seen a man grinning at them during their abductions. Mm. So, I don't know if that is anything to go off of there, but I mean. Terrifying. Mothman, aliens, everything. He's he's Ma everything. men in black. He's all of it. <laughs> but uh so it is bad. like the Gritting Man was a musical that was actually based off of a book. So somebody wrote a musical called The Gritting Man. Oh and is it about this guy or is it something completely different? So it's a little bit different. So there was a book that was actually written in like the late nineteen sixties. I want to say it was called the man who grins or the man, the man, the man who laughs. That's what it's called. Um, let me look it up real quick. Cause I want to make sure I'm getting this right. Man who laughs 1928 film. So there's a film based on the book. So there was a book, um, written in 1869 and wow. it's based on this person who, his dad was like royalty or nobility or something like that. And he was orphaned as a child. So he's captured by some like criminals and they use a knife to carve his face into like a huge grin, kind of like the Joker, I guess you could say. 
Um, but if you look up the Grinning Man musical, like there's a picture of what their depiction is of the Grinning Man, like his face being cut. Um, and it's kind of creepy. Like it's this massive mouth with blood all over it. But that's the story is it's this kid who was orphaned and kidnapped. And then these criminals like disfigured him and he became known as the man who laughs or the grinning man or the smiling man. And so who knows if that story's true? I didn't, you know, ever find if the book was based on a true story. Um, but there was a book and a movie and a musical written about it. And so maybe it was based upon a true story and there's some guy still out there who's still living that was disfigured by criminals or something. I don't know, but the legend's been around for a while, at least in book and movie form to a similar extent. So it's not anything new or at least within the past, like 50 years, 60 years. So it's an older legend and... I think it's cool. Yeah, definitely. Something interesting. You said the man who laughs. I wonder if that is any inspiration towards this is going to be a total nerd moment, but there's a comic about Batman and the different types of Batmans there are in different universes. Anyway, there's one called the Batman who laughs. That name's just way too similar. The Batman who laughs. Yeah, it's a it's a version of Batman who kills the Joker and ends up basically becoming uh, a Joker Batman hybrid. It's quite interesting, actually. But anyway, that is this is not a comic book podcast. Well, speaking of Batman, the Joker. So I mentioned his grin. He's actually based off of the actor that played in the movie The Man Who Laughs. Really, nineteen twenty nine. So yep, or. 20 like late 20s so they based the joker's appearance and design and his like trademark big huge grin off of the movie the man who laughs that was based off of the book the band who laughs so there's a lot of like parallels within pop culture for it which i think is kind of cool but yeah the joker is kind of what i would envision he looks like because he's always wearing a suit he's like yeah it's true disheveled. he's got like human-like features but he doesn't look necessarily normal or he kind of looks different like very different you know yeah i don't know that's kind of what i think of him as i think so of... what do you think go ahead no go ahead oh okay uh i already forgot what i was gonna say oh what what do you think is the grinning man? What is he? Like, do you think he's an alien? Do you think he's just another human? Do you think he is Mothman? Do you think he's a men in black? Government experiment? Um good question. Is he even real? Do you think he's real? I think that there are so many encounters with him that it's hard to say that he's not real, but whether he is otherworldly i don't know um i honestly don't know because there's so many different like theories on it i would assume that if he exists that goodness what do i believe um i think he's more like one of those entities like from a different dimension that you see, like when you're on drugs or when you're dreaming, like I think he exists mm-hmm. in that realm, but not necessarily in our realm, which doesn't mean that he doesn't exist. Right. He could be right. very real, but I don't necessarily think he exists within our realm. I think he's part of another dimension or something like that, because a lot of people that claim they dream about him, like when you dream, your brain releases DMT. And so it's similar to like taking a DMT trip obviously not on the same level, but like people claim to see him when they're on DMT or a similar entity. Yep. People like the hat man or the grinning man, people see him when they're dreaming. And so a lot of these encounters where like people are waking up or something like that, like in my eyes, it's something to do with like accessing that other realm, whether through dreams or DMT or whatever it may be. But apart from the encounters, like maybe he crossed over into our realm when he, saw those two kids in the street in Jersey or saw Darren Berger. Like, I don't know, but I think he exists in some other dimension personally. All right. I accept that answer. What's your theory? I think the one that makes most sense to me is a men in black type thing. 
because the men in black are i mean pretty similar right they're always wearing suits they they look like they're basically uncanny like they're they're human but like there's something off about them um let me see no not the movie men in black have you seen the one from is it Niagara Falls where they have the footage of the two men walking into this hotel at Niagara Falls? Um let me let me share my screen so you can see this picture cuz it is it is very uncanny. Um and I it's creepy. May I sounds familiar, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Let me stream real quick and you can see this cuz this is yeah, this is similar to what I think of um is this picture right here. I don't know how well you can see it. Oh, yeah. This is footage from... Can you still see it? Yep. So this is footage from Niagara Falls, like, the day after a UFO was seen. And these men came into the the hotel or something there. So this is actually an episode that I'd love to do and cover this specific encounter. But, yeah, like, it's that uncanny valley, like, weird, almost human enough to be like, yeah, that's a human, but something's off yeah yeah no that's disturbing looking i don't like their faces they they... but the suit and then the baldness like well so derenberger claimed that he had hair but the kids claimed that he was bald and a lot of people claim that he was bald so there are some conflicting descriptions of him but yeah a lot of similarities too and so i actually do like the men in black tie as well because who knows like if men in black since they're so uncanny like are they aliens that we've captured to then like or are they aliens that are helping us to hide the existence of aliens you know something like that yeah the reason i think that is because a they you know they have similar you know visual physical qualities and b many like i said before many ufo people who claim to have been captured by aliens or you know probed or whatever have also claimed that either they were shortly thereafter visited by the Grinning Man or saw him aboard or saw him in a dream kind of thing. So, I don't know, maybe he's a man in black gone rogue or something like that. Who who knows? That's That's the way I'm leaning, though. I like that. I can respect that. And I... Yeah, I like that theory a lot. That would be probably like one of my top two theories as well. So Mm. again, aliens, I think that ties in with the men in black. Like I said previously, like if he is an alien, maybe he was captured and now is a man in black or something. But definitely a creepy one. And I hope that I never encounter him. Oh, yeah, please don't let me encounter this man. I will not do very well if... uh... Like, this guy's just like, oh, yeah, he came and visited me, and I rolled down the window, and I'm just like, what the heck? Like, if someone descended upon me in a vehicle I do not know, looked like that, and then asked me to roll down my window, I guess the 60s were a different time, but still, (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, no, I am out, my guy. When did John Denver write Country Roads? Because that took place in West Virginia. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Take me home, Mountain Mama. Maybe he's the Mountain Mama. I don't know. Mountain oh, Mama. But, yeah, don't go to West Virginia. There's some weird stuff that happens there. Sorry, West Virginians. Well, that'll be a fun uh, Urban Legend episode then. Yeah. It's written in 1971. So, after all this Ooh. happened. But, yeah, so kind of fun. And... There is an interview with Woodrow Derenberger out there. I'll post it in the show notes, but it's an actual interview of him um, telling the story on live TV. So he agreed oh, really? to do. Yep, he agreed to do the interview on live TV, and that's where the quote that I read actually came from. Uh, so I'll post that interview. It's like thirty minutes long in the show notes. But one last thing I wanted to say with regards to Derenberger is he didn't ever gain anything from telling this story. So that's another compelling thing to me that it's that it like that it happened was one, the number of encounters, but also two, um, his story, like he never gained fame or notoriety. He didn't write a 
like, I think he did write a book, but I don't think he ever gained like monetary gain from this at all. And I don't know that he necessarily wanted to, but that's always a sign to me. Like if you're not actually doing it for money, then why are like, why would you come out and tell the story? You know? Yeah. And then the kids too. So the two kids in Jersey, they were actually separated because they went and gave their oh, reports, yeah. but they were actually separated and interviewed by the police and their encounters were completely identical. And so that's yeah, another, they, they'd separate them on purpose and make sure their stories weren't fabricated. Yeah. So that's another like credit to the story is that two and, kids, you know, and the little girl that I talked about, it's not like she would be watching the news. It didn't have her exact age, but it does say, uh, young daughter. So I'm scared of monsters hiding under the sheets. I'm guessing 12 or under. So what are the likelihoods of her knowing about it? Uh, Yeah, I could probably get it done a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. Research. Lily, Lily, what was her last name again? Her last name was Lily. Okay. It was like Lauren Lily or something like that. Let's see. Uh, Linda Lily. Linda Lily. Yeah, I do wonder how old she was. Hmm. But kids, I don't feel like little kids have that concept of like, obviously they like to get attention, but I don't know that they would tell a story like that, like a terrifying story just to get attention. Like, yeah, I don't know. But Let's yeah, we'll post, has it. we'll post the interview with Derenberger to the show notes and post some fun pictures of the grinning man. Yeah. Anything what, else what you want to talk at? about? We are at about 47 minutes. I think so. that's, that's pretty good. I have yeah. a short episode today just by a couple minutes. Yeah. Well, I think it was um, a good one. Definitely. Let's see. Yeah, no, I can't find an age, which is maybe something to be skeptical about if, you know, none of these websites have like an age or anything. Maybe, well, it was the 60s. Who was keeping track? I don't know. (laughs) But let's see. Yeah, and the parents also were interviewed and said that they've been seeing strange things, blue lights, green lights, red lights, things that change color. Um... They heard things like baby crying throughout the inside of the home. It seemed to come from only a few feet away, but there were no babies in the home and she never saw anything. So, I mean, the parents also claim, you know, this this paranormal activity beforehand and then it stopped all of a sudden. That's interesting to me is why did, why was there paranormal activity beforehand? But right. you may never know. Well, then why did it just stop once he was he was seen? You know, I because he left. I think he was there watching, studying maybe, and then made himself known and went, ah, crap, I've been seen. I got, I gotta leave. I don't know. Maybe he learned everything he could. He's just like, I want to scare this little girl before we go. Yeah. Interesting. But, uh, very cool. And if you have any other information on the grinning man, or you've seen him on one of your DMT trips or something, I should <laughs> ask, I should ask my cousin. Cause he, uh, likes likes the psychedelics and so i should ask if he's ever seen anything like that before interesting uh, are, there is that belief that aren't like psychedelics like some people believe that psychedelics like uh they don't they don't make your brain trip out they like actually connect you to like a higher force or something like that and that's what the the trip is what we call a trip is actually like you connecting to like like heaven or another dimension or, you know, things like that. So that's an interesting theory. That would be crazy if that were true. Yeah. I think if you think of in a religious context, like the veil that's placed over our eyes and minds, when we come to earth, like drugs help open your brain so that you can kind of see past that, I guess, or that it lifts that a little bit and you're able to see more, than what we can see with our human eyes. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like it opens up your mind to new 
dimensions and new realities, which I've actually re recently been researching psychedelic use for cures of depression and anxiety and PTSD and stuff. I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast with a guy that talks about it. And uh -huh. one of the reasons that they use psychedelics for treating PTSD and depression is that it, it's like with those disorders, your mind gets stuck thinking like in a thought loop of thinking certain things all the time. And that's why you're depressed because you keep thinking of bad thoughts, right? Or you just get stuck in this thought loop and you can't get out of it. And so psychedelics, they open up your brain and allow you to see new things and they let like new ways of thinking come to your brain. And so it helps break you out of that like traditional thought process that you've learned to just like fall really? into. And so, yeah, it, it, the best way I can describe it is without having ever done it is that it opens your mind. Like it really just opens your mind to new possibilities and kind of like, I would say blows your mind, like with what you see, yeah. you know, every, everything that you think is real. There's so much more than that. <laughs> So I'm going to reach out to my cousin and I wonder if he would, if he ever has had an experience, cause I know he's done psychedelics. I wonder if he'd give us like, uh, like a personal encounter or something. I thought you were going to say, I wonder if you'd give us some, <laughs> like next week, Life. instead of, instead of monsters for, we're doing mushrooms <laughs> before the episode starts. Tangent on location in an alternate dimension. Uh, yep. <laughs> we got to move to like. <laughs> Oregon, or, I mean Washington, <laughs> every, or whatever. Everything's legal there, so we can decriminalize. Just do whatever, whatever we want, and then do one episode, just zoot it out of our minds. Just and see how that does. Do every possible thing we can do within a day. You know, if I were ever, <laughs> if I were ever to take any kind of drug, it would be some kind of psychedelic, like a mushroom or something like that, because everyone's encounters are just so cool to me. Like. Yeah. Some of them are weird. Mushrooms, like I had a friend, one of my best friends one night uh, right after high school, he calls me at like two in the morning and he's like, can you come get me? I took some mushrooms and <laughs> apparently he like saw Bigfoot and went like on an adventure with Bigfoot out in the middle of a field. And he, so he calls me at like 2 AM. He was butt naked out in a field. Are didn't you have, serious? Didn't have any, any clothes with him, but he had his phone and he had a hat on and he's like, I need you to come pick me up. I don't know how I got out here. <laughs> so I like took him some Jeez. clothes and went and picked him up in the middle of this field. But I'm like, those encounters are a little weird. Like, I don't want that to happen to me, but I, I would do love, not want to do that. I would love to do like an ayahuasca trip or something like that, where you just like your mind is opened, you know? Yeah. Just that. Just whatever. Cool. Well, let us know if you know anything about the grinning man or Men in Black, or anything of that nature. Men in Black is an episode that we will be doing at some point in the future, I am sure. Oh, for sure. But, yeah, let us know of any other fun time uh, mysteries that you would like to hear about. Well, well thanks for listening, and uh, we appreciate the love and support. And you guys have yourself a wonderful day. Stay classy. Stay classy.